The Yankees missed on Yamamoto. So what happens now? You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve. (laughs) Hey, what's up, Stacey? It's uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, been for a while. for a good reason for both of us. It's been a while for yeah for a good reason. Hey guys, thanks for clicking on the show here today. Uh, both Stacy and myself are still getting over some sickness, so bear with us here today. But we wanted to talk some uh, Yankee stuff with you. Of course, the Yankees did make a trade on Tuesday morning, uh, sending a Stevon Florial to the Cleveland Guardians. What did they get back? Is this good? Is this bad? What went into it? We'll talk about that later on in the show. Of course, Stacey, we missed some big news uh, with us both being sick. Again, still are sick. Uh, But uh, we missed some big stuff. Uh, Yoshinobi Yamamoto is a Dodger, which is obviously huge. I don't need to go into why that is huge. Uh, The massive fallout of that, both, of course, in L.A., in Major League Baseball, and of course, in New York, and that's the type. Uh, that's the the stuff we want to talk about today is the New York fallout of it all. The contract that he got, Stace, ended up being twelve years, three hundred and twenty-five million dollars, which was backloaded. Uh, this was higher than projected. This also included a fifty million dollars signing bonus uh, and two opt-outs with Los Angeles: a twenty twenty-nine opt-out and a twenty thirty-one opt-out. Uh, both player opt-outs. The Yankees' offer, according to the Athletic uh, here, Stace, was 10 years, $300 million, of course, so two years shorter and $25 million less. It did not include a signing bonus. It did have one opt-out in 2028. It was not backloaded like the Dodgers was, so it had an average annual higher ever so slightly uh, in terms of Major League Baseball dollars, ever so slightly than the Dodgers offer. So uh, the Yankees were right there with them, right? They were right there with them, as you know, and as we've discussed on the show, when you are uh, doing these contract negotiations, you don't know what the other teams are offering. So the Yankees were right there with them. Uh, Stace, your reaction to the Dodgers signing Yamamoto and the Yankees missing out here? Well, I wasn't surprised. I don't know. I figured he'd want to be with Otani. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just felt that way. I don't know. It just seemed like it was heading in that direction. Um, I missed everything because I was sick and sleeping. And I woke up in the middle of the night after it happened and was looking back through Twitter and saw everything. And I thought, oh, because it literally happened about 20 minutes after I went to sleep (laughs) that night. That happens. And uh, I just thought, oh, well, like I was too sick to care, really. You know, Um, I wasn't even fired up about it. I kind of was preparing for it so i wasn't that upset about it the stuff that got me upset about it was when all the different news was coming out about the differences between the yankees offer and the dodgers offer some of the excuses that were coming out well i don't the yankees haven't really said anything it's what people have said that the yankees 
certain things about the Yankees until Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner actually come out and say something. I'm not going to believe everything that they're putting out there, but a lot of people are. That's what was making me upset. But I really felt in my bones he wanted to be with Otani and go to the Dodgers. So I wasn't really shocked that it happened. It just it sucks because this was the, the Yankees plan A and oh, well, back to the drawing board for the Yankees. Yeah, it kind of feels back to the drawing board here, huh? Like it, it, like we had uh, we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago, pretty much right after the Soto trade, like it, almost instantaneously after the Soto trade, we're going, yo, this is Yamamoto or bust here. Like this mm-hmm. is, it is very clear that Soto was step one and Yamamoto was step two. So the Yankees, I don't, I don't want to say they're in scramble mode, but they're definitely like trying to pick up the pieces here because yeah. they they went all in on Yoshinobu Yamamoto and everything that we could see here. It very clearly was part of the game plan this offseason. It was very clearly part of uh, of what was going to be the conventional track towards a World Series. Mm-hmm. The best starting pitcher free agent is off the market, and the Yankees don't have them. Right. When they were supposed to, right? right. They were supposed to, they were supposed to be the big bad Yankees. And there's a, there's a new big dog in town, right? Like there's there's... The Dodgers are serious as serious can possibly be. They are not uh, the little brother. They are not, uh, you know, class B. They are the the prime example of a team that is all in on winning baseball. They're what the Yankees the, should be. <laughs> yes. And, and, and let's not, you know, mince words. The Yankees got outplayed here. They yeah. just did. They just yeah. got outplayed. They, yeah. they made their best pitch. I think in my heart of hearts, I can. I, I, it looks to me from the outside looking in, they went all in. They did. It's not a bad I, offer. Everyone's making it, it seem offer. like the Yankees only offered him like you know five years, two hundred fifty million dollars, like compared to what the Dodgers did. Ten and three hundred for someone who hasn't pitched in the majors is a lot of money. And it's you know if the Dodgers didn't exist, the Yankees probably would have won because no matter how much the Mets were offering anyone, who would want to go to the Mets? No offense. Um, you know, I, I just saw a lot of negativity toward the Yankees offer not being serious, but 10. I think it's pretty darn serious. Yeah, it is. That's $30 million a year. That's a lot of money for someone, again, who's never pitched in Major League Baseball. And you don't know how he's going to do in Major League Baseball. I mean, that's a risk. And the uh, the Dodgers are taking a risk. And the Yankees were trying to take a risk. And he just picked the Dodgers. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? I think that's I think that kind of what it boils down to here. Like, yes, you can be upset. And I think it's warranted if you wanted Yamamoto to be a, a Yankee. Yeah, of course you'd be upset. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, but I think what it boils down to is he wanted to pitch for the Dodgers. Like, mm-hmm. and, and Oh, well. And we've... <laughs> We've talked about that before, right, Stacy? Like we've talked about that when it comes to free agency. Is like sometimes people just want to go play somewhere. Yeah, they just do. Like yeah. they just want to play there. And and maybe Yamamoto did like New York, but he liked LA better. Yes. And there's only so much money in the world. There's only so much you can do to curtail that, change that, and and flip the odds in your favor. Yes, a lot of people are like, well, money talks. Money talks. It's like, well. Not all the time, dude. Like, yes, obviously, it it has a big play in all of this. But at the end of the day here, I, I really think Yoshinobu Yamamoto just wanted to be a Dodger. He did. And and yes, you can dissect that in 100 ways and, and what that means and, and why he wouldn't want to be a Yankee over a Dodger. Sure, you can go in that direction. But it doesn't change the outcome here. Uh, it, it doesn't change it in the short term. Uh, it's something you could look at in the long term, of course. 
Um, and I think in the long term here, uh, what you're seeing is obviously that the Yankees don't have the standing that they once did in Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we'd all had kind of seen coming here over the last couple of years, right? Like this isn't something that is brand new. Like, well, why wouldn't you want to come to the Yankees all of a sudden? Like this is this is something that's been brewing for a few years in baseball now. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if the Yankees had a bit of a better season where they made the playoffs, maybe made it into the ALCS and lost it again or something like that, maybe it'd be a little more alluring because then maybe you would feel like, oh, maybe I can put them over the top and get them into the World Series. But coming off a year that they had, I mean, I can understand why someone wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Stace. Like, do you see maybe a, a way in which that can be fixed? I, I, again, I think this is more of like a long-term problem. Right. right. This isn't something in my head that gets fixed right away where all of a sudden, OK, now the 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 Yankees are the destination of choice next season, next offseason. They sign X, Y and B and uh, they're back on top. I think this is something that kind of took a while to brew mm-hmm. to get to this stage. And I yeah. think in the same vein, it's going to take a while to brew to get out of that stage. Right. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I just don't like that this situation now makes it more likely that Soto is going to go somewhere else after this season. <laughs> well, I, I don't, uh, also don't want to, I don't want to go so far here, Stace and, and correct me if, if you're, if you're feeling a different <laughs> way, but I don't want to go so far to say that like all of a sudden now the Yankees are a bad place to play baseball. Oh no. I don't think that's the case at all. No, I still think that there still is that grand allure. There, there's not of like course. all of a sudden it's not like, uh, you know, like remember there was, uh, maybe you don't remember exactly, but being a Californian, like, a year and a half ago, two years ago, like there was this max exodus, right? It's like everyone's moving to Texas. Everyone's moving to Texas. Like this whole thing is like Texas. It's like we're still California. Like yeah. <laughs> we still got the beach. We still got the freeways. We still got the mountains. We still got a lot of stuff here. And I think the Yankees are kind of in the same boat. It's like we are still the Yankees, dude. Like yeah. it, it still is us. Just because other teams have leapfrogged high doesn't mean we have all of a sudden fallen to the very bottom. Right. They're not the Royals. No offense. Although the Royals are signing some people, but you know what I mean? They're not like at that level. They're. Yeah. Yeah. They're still a premier. To, it's still New York, dude. It's yes. still New York. So, um, of course, that's the nuts and bolts of this, but we have plenty more. Baseball has to be played come April, regardless whether Yamamoto is in pinstripes or not. That doesn't matter. Someone's got to pitch uh, and the Yankees need to find people to pitch. That's next. What are they going to do? What can they do? What are the rumors? That's coming up here in just a second. Stick around. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's an easy $150 if your team wins. If you've considered joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is a breeze to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and you can also combine prop bets on a game into a single-game parlay for even more fun and chances to win big. And believe me, I've seen some people posting their winnings online and they win big. By the way, the Yankees 2024 World Series odds are plus 850. They're favored to win the AL, even without Yamamoto. So that's good. Uh, their odds are at plus 450. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and score big this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.
Back now here on Locked On Yankees. Hey, don't forget, coming up on Friday, we're still doing our Fan Mail Friday. So for every day as we missed our last Fan Mail Friday, uh, feel free to drop more questions here on the YouTube side, but we're going to be pulling from those old questions that we had started to make. And then both Stacey and I were like, dude, this is not going to happen. We're both dying. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we we feel at least up enough for it uh, to get you guys that Fan Mail Friday, Friday here in a couple of days. So we will still be answering your questions. Um, and of course, don't forget to check out the 24-7 Locked On Sports Today streaming YouTube channel. 24-7 uh, sports, top stories, stories every single day. Need background sound, flip it on, search for it here on the YouTube side. All right, Stacey, uh, we're talking a lot about Yoshinobu Yamamoto here today. And uh, coming to grips with the reality that he is not going to be a Yankee because he's not, he is signing with the Dodger. So the Yankees now need to formulate a plan. I, I kind of, I, I jumped in on this a couple of, maybe about two weeks ago that I thought if they didn't get Yamamoto, they didn't have a plan beyond that. Uh, hindsight now, where, where do you, do you think I was right? Or do you think we were seeing some reports that they have some sort of plan here? Yeah. Um, some of them a little more unconventional. Um, but now looking back on my words, Stacey, where do you fall in with me saying they didn't have a plan? I think they, mm, I think they did, but I think they were really banking on getting Yamamoto. <laughs> you know, because you always have to have a plan B. You can't not have a plan B, no matter what you're doing, you know. But I feel like they were really hoping for the plan A to work out, and it didn't. So now they're like, all right, we're going to have to... <laughs> Well, let's let's here. also be let's be fair. There's no plan B that's as good as plan A. No, not even close. <laughs> no, for every no. team, every team that was in the running here for the Giants, for the Mets, for every team that was even considering Yamamoto, who met with him, who wanted to get with him. Yeah, there there was no better there was no better plan. No. There was no plan B here. No, nope. so right. Yeah, Snell. No, like it's really like Monk, plan yeah. plan A and plan E. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's you're skipping steps here, like you're mm -hmm. degrading as you go further. So it's just yeah, you just I mean, kind of no, have to. No. no offense to the guys who are still left, but they know. No, I mean what Yamamoto presented was youth <laughs> and extreme talent, which isn't youth, anywhere else. Extreme talent, a whole bunch of years to have him, you know, because yeah. uh, 25. That's just, I mean, you're getting yeah. you're getting him right before his prime. And then you're yeah. going to have him in his prime. And then as he's going over the hill, but it's not even going to be that bad. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to the Dodgers again for that. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there are a lot of weird things coming out and a lot of different suggestions. And, uh, you know, I know that the Yankees have been linked with Jordan Montgomery basically since the end of <laughs> the World Series. Uh well, you know, like I said, I really think CC needs to work his magic there. And they're, they're still on the lefty. They still have the lefty uh, text message group. So I'm hoping that CC can work his mag magic and be like, just come back. Yeah, come back. I to don't the know. Team. Um, yeah. So that's from Ken Rosenthal most recently saying that the Yankees are still interested in Jordan Montgomery, which we have talked to death already here on this show. Mm -hmm. um, we both have agreed that it would be a good thing for the Yankees um, and feel like it's kind of a stretch for Jordan Montgomery at this point. Right. That's, that's where I'm still landing. Nothing has changed on that front. Every day is no where we both land on that. Mm -hmm. um, there was also some reported interest from John Heyman on Shoto Imanga. Mm. Uh, Shoto Imanga is a left-handed pitcher coming also out of Japan. He is, let's not make words here, he is not the same as Yamamoto. That is not the same thing. Um, Imanga is a different type of pitcher. He is older. Uh, he has some tweaks that he needs to make when he comes to Major League Baseball. There's going to be a bit of growing pains there. 
I mean, we figure there's going to be somebody on Moda's side too, but it's not the same. The talent level is not the same. Mm. Um, the the youth is not the same. The longevity, the projectability, all that stuff is not the same. He's good. Shodan Manga is still good. Um, he's a lefty. He's not going to throw as hard. He doesn't have the same type of stuff. He has a different repertoire. Um, the Yankees could still go after him. It, it feels like a consolation prize if they get a guy like that. Um, again, he's older. He's 30 as opposed to 25. They have until January 9th. Um, right. That's when that window closes. So, sorry, working through coughs here. Um, but we're, we're, still, we're still waiting. Um, but, Stacey, I'm, I'm more interested in this side of things. There was a report saying that the Yankees are interested in building a, quote, super bullpen. Um, given that there is not much out there in ways of just turning your, your uh, starting rotation around here and now with the lack of depth the Yankees have on the rotation side, do you think shifting gears and going in this direction is a smart move? Hmm. Well, it's almost like it's almost like they don't have a choice, right? Like I feel like this has to be the pivot because there aren't that many options out there. Um, you know, let's not pretend that the Yankees, you know, they have a rotation. <laughs> it's just not it's questionable right now because you have two guys that you're kind of wondering, okay, what's going to happen after last season? Because you have Rodon, you don't know what you're going to get from him, but he, you, he cannot be as bad as he was in 2023. There has to be better pitching coming from him. And I, I feel like it's going to happen in 2024. The other question marks, Nestor Cortez. So it's not like the bullpen, the bullpen. It's not like the rotation is just Garrett Cole. You know, which is the way most people are making it sound. I know it feels that way right now. I know, I know. Um, but there is a chance that you can get bounce back years from both Nestor and Rodon. But I don't like that they're. That's not exactly what you want to bet. Right. That's that's yes. Thank you. Um, going for the super bullpen could work uh, in case you know because you have cold usually lasts pretty long when he starts. And then, you know, maybe Nestor only goes like five innings and you work the bullpen, <laughs> like that sort of thing. But, oh, God, they got rid of so much pitching. They got rid of so yeah. much pitching. And, you know, you would think after what happened in 22 that they'd be a little more, a little smarter about it. And and then they weren't. But they got Juan Soto. So I understand why they did what they did. But now that they don't have Yamamoto, they have to go through all these weird scenarios like, oh, maybe we'll do a Super Bowl pen or maybe we'll do this. You know, I saw Dylan Cease's name floating around like maybe they can trade. But who the hell are they going to trade for him? Because who do they have left that they can match up with the White Sox? Like there's just too much stuff for them to have to do. And again, the plan A going by to uh bye-bye to LA really made it so the Yankees have like a plan E or F that they have to work on and it's scary yeah. to think about <laughs> yeah some ideas here in this super bullpen the Yankees potentially <clears throat> linked to Josh Hader which obviously would be the back end of it um Robert Stevenson which I'm not as keen on as everyone else is mm. um and Jordan Hicks which obviously he hasn't been uh, incredible incredible but he's been good um especially you know in 2023 but look uh, I think there are other avenues they can take before shifting straight to the Super Bowl pen here. Uh, you mentioned the trade thing. Corbin Burns is still out there, dude. Oh, like, yes. You can still totally go after Corbin Burns. Uh, you mentioned Dylan Cease. I've loved Dylan Cease from since he was a prospect. I've been on in, in on Dylan Cease. He's been one of my favorite pitchers for the last 10 years. Um, so there are other avenues. I think that they can go a little more conventional here. If there is any team to go Super Bowl pen, it might be the Yankees. Yeah. It yeah. might be them. They've been 
incredible at turning out a great bullpen and right. finding diamonds in the rough. And I think if there's any team that could do it, it's New York. So not the worst idea, but I don't think it's plan A here. Yeah, no. I'm dying, Stacy. I know. I'm dying. I know. I'm dying. This is the longest I've talked uh, since getting sick. So between you right. not being able to talk too long because you're coughing and me not being able to talk too long because I can't breathe. Thanks, COVID. It's just it's a it's a fun time of the yeah. year for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank, 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 uh, thank the Lord for mute buttons here you guys will be listening to me hacking up lungs left and right uh anyway uh, let us know how you're feeling about a super bullpen i'm sure we can uh, kind of flesh this idea out a little bit longer when we have a little bit more time uh to to kind of talk about this over again see if there's any legs to this and uh and see if it's something that they will legitimately pursue my biggest concern is longevity hmm. my big concern is is when it gets to august and september and these guys arms are going to be falling off <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That that was already happening. That mm -hmm. was already happening this past season, and just you know, kind of keeping the bandaid on. So that that's my biggest concern, um, and just that movement in general, not even Yankees based, just that movement in general of of the super bullpen idea of relying heavily on your bullpen. But that's just me. Anyway, all right, the Yankees did make a trade here on Tuesday. We need to talk about that. As Seven Florial is gone, is that the worst thing? We'll talk about that next. Back now on Locked On Yankees, our final segment here on this Wednesday edition. And just by, as a reminder for everybody, we're going today, Thursday, and Friday here to get our three episodes in this week. Uh, and uh, by the way, Merry Belated Christmas. We didn't even get to say Merry Christmas to everybody I know. because we were sick and we missed the episode. <laughs> and you know, Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, that's all. Like, Hope uh, your Christmases were better than ours. <laughs> yeah, that was a things got screwed up here. Um, <laughs> anyway, Stacy, the Yankees uh, gave Cleveland a nice little Christmas present uh, post Christmas on December the 26th. The Yankees traded Estevan Florial to the Cleveland Guardians for right-handed reliever Cody Morris. We're going to break this trade down. Stacy, Flo wasn't going to be on the team next year. No. no. So like. It, it this this was writing on the wall. Once they made the trades for Ferdugo, Grisham, and Soto, flow was gone. Yeah, that was it. Either it was going to be a waiver, or it was going to be a free agent. That or this trade, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't have to. They didn't have to do this move prior, which is why you didn't see any move prior. Um, they didn't have to DFA him or anything like that, because they still had the forty man space. They were still waiting for things, and very clearly they were trying to move him. Very clearly we had seen it. What? When do you think? 2022 on 2021 on the writing on the wall. Yeah. I would say 2021. It's been a while. And that that's the main complaint that I was seeing on Twitter from Yankee fans. It's like, you could have done this sooner. <laughs> you know, if you weren't going to use them, you could have made his life easier and <laughs> sent him somewhere yeah. where he'd have a chance to do something. So I hope he has a chance to do something with Cleveland. That'd be really great for him. Um, and the guy they're getting back, I saw a clip. He pitched against the Yankees in the 22 uh, division series. And uh, I think he set them down like six in order, like <laughs> in two relief innings. But, you know, some of his numbers aren't that great. But a lot of people are thinking, all right, well, you know, Blake's every, everyone thinks no matter what is going to happen whenever the Yankees get anyone that has an ERA. That's what, well, Matt Blake's going to fix them. So that's why they got him. Don't worry. <laughs> and, he, and he worked with Matt Blake. So this this is actually i think this is a good move for the yankees i mean they got something yeah. for estevan florial like that's what you yeah. want it was surprising 
uh, when he got sent down, when he got DFA'd after making the opening day roster, that he didn't get picked up. Hmm. Probably because of the time of year, there were teams that were interested, but they just didn't have the 40-man space at the time. That was the uh, the story going around after that. Uh, we had talked about Florial. Gosh, if there were a way to search us saying <laughs> yeah. the word Florial mm-hmm. on this show, I mean, that's got to be one of the names that's popped up the most uh, yeah. in the last calendar year that we've talked about him, uh, probably second to Oswald Peraza. But, uh, yeah, he wasn't going to be part of the team, dude. He just wasn't. And we saw that when he didn't get called up at the end, uh, in the middle of 2022 when Aaron Hicks was not playing well and Florial was. Uh, we saw that when uh, they reluctantly put him on the 40-man uh, or really when he reluctantly made the 26-man roster on opening day because he had to. We saw it when they placed him on waivers. Uh, we saw it when they wouldn't call him up. Like, we saw it when they signed Frenchy Cordero. We saw it when they wouldn't do anything when they called up Jason Dominguez over him. Like we, we saw it over and over and over and over and over and over. And everybody knew mm-hmm. the Yankees didn't like flow. This I didn't... think it's shocking that it took this long for them to finally do something. I think that's what it is. Right. Yeah. 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 I am a Florial fan. I think he is a great kid. I think he's a good ball player who has some holes, but I like him. I think he's a good dude to have around the clubhouse. I think he's a good dude in general. And I wish him all the luck in the world. I had made my peace mere hours before he was called up last season to the Jason Dominguez injury um, because I thought he was done. Remember, he was supposed to be a free agent at the end of the season if he didn't get called up for the final week. Right. So um, good for him. He's going to get a chance in Cleveland, which is awesome for him. Uh, What the Yankees got back, Stace, which you mentioned, Cody Morris, right-handed pitcher, 27 years of age. Um, just six relief appearances in the majors last season. Um, 13 career appearances overall, five of which have been starts in the majors comes at you with a four seamer, a cutter, a curve and a change mid nineties. Nothing crazy to blow you away. 94, 95, a uh, very simple, repeatable delivery. Again, a right-hander has no windup comes straight from the stretch. So he is a very simple, just throw the ball kind of guy. So a guy, uh, just by the looks of it, that isn't going to have a lot of injuries because of that. Um, again, a very simple, repeatable delivery, which is good. Um, very sound mechanics, nothing crazy. Uh, I was just watching some tape on him because, you know, all likelihood, all frankness, I never saw or heard of Cody Morris. I mean, he's a reliever who's barely pitched to the majors. Um, but it's just adding to the to the potential bull, bullpen here, right? Right. Um, a guy that could also start. He started in his minor league career. He's also relieved in his minor league career. He's kind of bounced back and forth a little bit, especially more recently. So Cody Morris could fight for that fifth spot. Um, but just Stace, your overall thoughts here on this trade. Like I said, I mean, they got something for him because there were instances where you didn't think they would because of certain things that they did with him. So uh, him being Floreal. So, um, you know, I'm happy he's going to have a chance with Cleveland because he's going to have a chance with Cleveland. And that's all we really wanted for him was to have a chance to actually play. So um, and he wasn't going to get it with the Yankees. So this will be a good move for him. And it's about time that they did yeah, something because it was just it, it felt mean. And we spoke about that, but it felt not, like not that they were purposely doing it. And it's not like they, you know, disliked him. But the way they were treating him made it seem like they did just because of, like you said, signing other guys ahead of him, bringing up other guys ahead of him, um, just things didn't feel right. And he just fell out of favor so quickly with the Yankees and you know, this will be good for him. Yeah. I again will wish all 
luck of the world, man. I hope he does great. I hope he goes on to have a good major league career. Do I think Stefan Florial is the second coming of Jesus Christ? No, man. I, I don't want to mince the words here. Again, he's got holes in that swing. He strikes out a lot. Yes, we know that. We all know that. We've been talking about that forever. I've watched it personally. But uh, I, I, I don't think that diminishes his ability to make an impact on the field. Um, his power numbers are good, as we know. I've seen him with the crap out of the ball, man. I just have. Hmm. And uh, it's beautiful. He's fast. He steals well. I think he's improved in the outfield uh, by a considerable mon- margin. And I think he's. He, I think he can make a difference in the major leagues, man. I think he could be, at bare minimum, a, a replacement-level major league baseball player. Um, so I hope he, he does better than that. I hope he outperforms that. I think he could. Um, and I think he's going to get a chance at Cleveland, man. And I think uh, Guardians fans should be uh, fairly, fairly excited. I, you know, temper your expectations. Again, you're not getting the second coming of Jesus Christ here. But uh, Flo's good. Flo's a good one, man. He's a good dude. And uh, you'll like him. You'll like him. He's quiet. He's a leader. Um, and he's just going to go out there and play, dude. He's not going to complain. He's just going to go out there and play. And he's going to put up some numbers for you. And uh, at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask for here out of this. So best of luck to Flo. And we'll see what the Yankees get out of uh, Cody Morris. We'll see. Yeah, it's not not the biggest move in the world. Uh, it's just, you know, you wish it would have turned out different. Yes. eventually, you know, mm. but that's just how it goes. Um, don't forget, again, coming up on Friday, we have our family Friday. We're doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then we're going back to regular old stuff next week. Um, so, yes, the, the schedule got a little flubbed here over the last couple of weeks because of the sickness and because of the holidays. Uh, we were back uh, three times this week, three times next week, all the way until spring training. And then that's when we roll back into five episodes a week. So be ready for that. Uh, don't forget to join the Lockdown Yankees Insiders Club. Leave your questions for Fan Mail Friday, all that stuff. Um, and again, we'll be back here tomorrow as well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Jeter Downs stuff. We haven't even got the Jeter Downs yet. Um, Yankees making that waiver claim. So a whole bunch of stuff uh, to go on uh, throughout this week. And that's going to do it for today's Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. We'll see you tomorrow.